Today I've got a couple of different scriptures for you, and I'm going to ask you to write them down because I think they'll be beneficial for you throughout the week as you spend time in prayer and uh, just reflecting on these two different scriptures. The first one comes from the book of John, chapter 1, and it's from verse 10 through 13. Again, that's John 1, 10 through 13. And I'll read it for you, of course. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. See, he's talking about being a child of God is the ultimate relationship that you and I can experience in life. It's what God has always intended for us to experience and to live, you know, so to speak, live in the dream is being in that relationship with God. We learn from this particular scripture that, you know, God comes into the world, but most people reject him. They don't recognize him as a creator God. But some people did. And some people did accept him back then. And, and throughout the ages, of course, you know, we read the scriptures and we make the same choice. We either accept or we don't. Those people, I want you to see in this one, that those people that accepted Christ for who he is, accepted God and God's plan for who he is and what it is, uh, it says that they were given the right to become children of God. It wasn't just a gift where somebody hands you something and says, well, okay, good boy, here you go. No, 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 no. What God is emphasizing here is that when you believe in who he is, when you trust in who he is, you are ushered into the kingdom, into the family of God, and you are a child of God, period. You now have certain rights that go along with being a child of God. This is part of what it means to live the dream. This is what God has always intended for all of us to experience and to live for an eternity, is to live in that relationship with him in a right relationship. It's always been that way. You know, if you, if you go back into, um, uh, you go back into um, the Garden of Eden and you see that Adam and Eve were given this perfect, beautiful place to live. Uh, they were living a great life. I'm absolutely convinced of it. They wanted for nothing. They had everything that they needed. Uh, they, they, they walked with God. They talked with God. They saw God. I mean, what more could you ask for? And it's nothing that we could compare with anything that you and I recognize today. It's just not. We live in a fallen world. Uh, they lived in uh, a garden of paradise that God had created. Well, while they recognized that God was all-powerful and that God was God, they still broke the relationship through their own disobedience. You see, they thought that God was holding something back from them. They wanted to live the dream. They wanted to live in complete fullness of who they were in their life and 
But they were tricked into believing that God was holding something back from them, that God was being selfish, so to speak. You know, the world around us today, does it not do the same thing? Are we not constantly being pushed and pulled and told that there's more to life than just what we're experiencing? You know, there's always something new. There's always something better. And we're being told the same thing in our Christian faith. You know, it's, there's something being held back. You know, it, there's more to it. We can, we can get there. Where the truth of the matter is, the life that God's always had in mind for you and I to live is one like what Adam and Eve started with in the garden. Face to face. You know, heart to heart. Uh, an environment where where we could live fully for who we are and God could show us exactly who he is in that wonderful bonding, bonded, loving type relationship. But sometimes our human nature gets in the way. And part of our human nature is this desire to always want to, to be fulfilled. We want, we want to live a good life, and there's nothing wrong with that. We want to experience the good things that life has to offer. We want to experience the good things that God has for us, too. But we have to do it in the right way. This scripture here is from Proverbs chapter 30, and it's verses 7 through 9. And it says this, it says, Two things I ask of you, O Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. There's nothing wrong with wanting to live a great life and have all the things necessary to live that life. There's nothing wrong with that. But you have to decide what's important. You got to decide what's worth it. We all have to decide what we're going to allow to distract us and what we're not going to allow to distract us. We have to keep the priority of, of the way that God has always intended life to be lived. We have to keep that in the forefront of our mind, because if we don't, man, we get so far off track sometimes, and it's costly. Now, I know we can't really respond back and forth, but uh, and you, I guess you could put it in here on your uh, Facebook. Does anybody here remember a woman or a young lady by the name of Kylie Bassetti? Kylie Bassetti. Several years ago, she made uh, national news. You see, she at 23, uh, she beat out 10,000 other girls to win the 2009 Victoria's Secret Angel Search competition. Well, she won. And she won, you know, and all of a sudden she's faced with all this fame and success and money and all this stuff. I mean, her world was like filled, you know. She hit the big time. Well, she started off on her modeling career with Victoria's Secret, and she's like, you know, something's just not right here. 
And they told her, I said, well, this is this is what you got to do. I mean, you know, you won the competition. And, you know, if you want to uh, enjoy all the millions of dollars you're making with these contracts and blah, 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 you know, this is the way it is. And she says that she realized that I was being paid. This is her words. She said, I was being paid to strip down and to pose provocatively to entice men. She says, it wasn't about modeling clothing anymore. It felt like a piece of meat. Her story goes on and she says, you know, I, I broke down sobbing the next day in my room. And she said, I asked God, I said, why did you allow me to win this Victoria's Secret angel competition? Why did you allow me when it's going to make me feel the way that I feel? And she said, I'm not honoring my husband. I want answers. Well, Kylie said that prayer from the depths of her heart. And she ended up reneging on the contract. She backed out and she, she quit the Victoria's Secret modeling thing because she decided early on that this might fill her with all kinds of things, money and status and recognition and all of those things, but it wasn't the life that God had always intended for her to live. It wasn't the life that was complete and fulfilling. It wasn't a life that was modeled after, you know, the life we read about in the Garden of Eden. It wasn't that. She wanted to walk with God and be with God and talk with God and honor God with her life and everything about it. And, and yet this, this competition was drawing her away from that. So she walked away from it. She gave up millions, millions. She ended up saying, she said, you know, today I'm living in Montana with my husband and we're enjoying the fresh air and volunteering at our church and our relationship with other people and God. I think that Kylie, she's got something here. I mean, she makes it quite clear that if that's what it's going to cost me in order to be fulfilled the way that God has always wanted me to be fulfilled in relationship, so be it. So be it. You know, this proverb that I read to you, it really says that sometimes you can have too much of a good thing. And there's nothing wrong with wanting good things. And there's nothing wrong with wanting things that are in the world and, and physical things. And there's nothing wrong with all that as long as everything is put in its place and put into perspective. But if what you're wanting distracts you or takes you away from a growing and a flourishing relationship with God, then we got to be like Kylie. we got to be willing to put a stop to it. You see, she realized that compared to the life that we live here in this world, you know, which is what, you know, handful of years compared to eternity? What's important? And Kylie was like, you know, I, I'm going to live a simple life here, one where I can continue the growth that I have had in my life with God. I'm going to continue that because that's where I'm heading. I'm heading toward that eternity 
I'm heading toward that Garden of Eden that God is going to rebuild and invite me in on the day that I take my last breath. Two things I ask of you, O Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal, and so dishonor the name of my God. In many ways, what this is saying is, again, don't let things in this life distract you. Because there will be many falsehoods to deal with and many, many, many lies. But the safe thing is, don't give me an abundance. Give me only what I need so that I always remember that it is in you that I trust, not in the things of this particular life. It makes me ask, are there some things in my life that I need to address like Kylie did? Are there things in our lives that are distracting us to the point to where our relationship is not growing? but it's stagnating. You know, you might say, well, you know, I have a good relationship with God. But that relationship, friends, is either growing or it's dying, one or the other. It never stays the same. So this week I want to encourage you to, to reflect on these two scriptures, spend some time with God, consider the story about Kylie, and ask yourself and ask God, what is it in my life that I need to do in order to continue on this, this beautiful journey of relationship with you? Friends, thanks for joining me. God bless. I just hope that everything goes well for you this week and uh, that uh, you can enjoy that 80-degree weather on, on Tuesday. Thanks, and God bless. Tough Questions for God is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church, where we challenge our faith with some of the most difficult issues. Tough Questions for God is available on Facebook Live, Sundays at 11.30 a.m., or go on our website at toughquestionsforgod.org and just follow the links on the homepage for YouTube or via podcast. Thanks for joining, and don't forget to like and share. God bless.